mentor, just have a seat and listen to the way in what I am displaying. A different kind of rapper language that I am saying. To all the party people, mad at Dorbis, but When it comes to rockin' parties, I am a nympho, maniac, brainiac, but do my dancing. My rap can make the music, we'll put you in a trance and hypnotize your body and like it's a McCarty and you won't be fighting the ill and you just be partying down. What's the funky time with yours truly? I'm the original B, I see I'm okay, I was the E and I aim to have fun and not be number one and just here to let you know who's like fun in the place and everywhere that I perform and do a show, show as long as you know that. Welcome folks, welcome, welcome, welcome folks. I know we switched it up a little bit. That's because we were behind on time. Welcome everybody to the KIRP radio show, the number one real truth, real talk radio show in the land. Shout out to everybody out there who's listening to the show. Everybody out there who has acquired our app, the KIRP app is live, folks. Check it out. Go on the Facebook page. You'll see where the app is readily available. Shout out to my peeps in South Carolina for helping me make that possible. Uh, KIRP radio show, facebook.com backslash KIRP radio show. Uh, Look for it on there. There's a post on there somewhere uh, where you guys can uh, get a hold of the app, you know, for your cell phones and what may have you. But if not, if you're listening online and maybe you lose the feed or your Wi-Fi goes down or whatever, hit us up, 619-638-8559. That's how you can get a hold of the show. If you got a comment, hit number one. You know, we'll try to get you guys in here and uh, get it popping and, and get you guys on the show so you can see what's going on and make your comments and what may have you. Um there's a lot going on in the nation. I'm not even going to get into that. I think we're going to do that in next month. Uh, we'll talk about the world affairs. I personally believe that we have enough going on right here in America for ourselves before we can go outside of our borders and try to take care of other things that are going on out there in the world with the police that we are. I do understand that that is our job as America. We are now the world police. And if anybody is not prepared for that, you need to count how many military bases and how strategic they are placed throughout this world. Um, but, you know, like I said before, we got a lot of issues going on here. So I thought today I'd, uh, I actually read an article and I uh, just wanted to kind of retract some things that we've said here before on the show and talk about some things that we talked about and that we shared here on the show. And I thought I would uh, bring up voter ID again. I know a lot of people know that that's a very passionate topic to me. I know for a fact that I have lost uh, some associates to say the least, maybe some family members too, on how I feel and, 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 you know, how I feel surrounding the issue of voter ID and uh, how outspoken and passionate I have been throughout the nation uh, and also definitely throughout North Carolina. Um, You know, you guys have probably seen me do press conferences and and things of that nature in support of voter ID. And uh, if I am asked again to speak on behalf of voter ID, I will be glad to do so. Uh, I do understand that voter ID in America is not disenfranchising, um, where a lot of people think that it is disenfranchising. A lot of people don't believe that it's fair, you know, simply put. Some people think that it's discriminatory to ask folks for or ask people to obtain a picture ID of some sort uh, in order to uh, use their voter privileges, uh, you know, what we have or their God-given right to vote. So people don't like the idea uh, of changing that. People don't like the idea of, I won't say making or, or requiring people to go obtain some sort of photo uh, that proves who they are in, in some respect, in, in the largest respect. Uh, you know, ID is something standard that we have in America. It's, it's just 
it's a, a way that we operate. Uh, it's a way that we've always operated. It's a way that is common. Uh, it's a it's a, it's a common requirement among so many different things, and not only for adults. You know, this is a common requirement for a lot of children. You know, if you look at some school systems now, you'll see where uh, a lot of the school systems are requiring uh, photo IDs for their children and, and for their students, uh, photo ID for their staff members. And they also require us to have, uh, ironically, photo ID to pick up our children in, in, in you know, in many cases, uh, even if it's not your child, if you maybe you're on what they call the pickup list or you're a legal guardian of some sort, you know, if they don't know you in the school, 90% of the time, they're not going to release that child to you or who you claim to be your child or who you claim to be picking up. You know, they're not going to release that child to you. So, and, and, and I appreciate that. Like, I don't know why all of America doesn't appreciate uh, how schools operate in the respect of having to provide an ID before you can pick up someone's child or what could be your child. I mean, there are some maniacs out here today. This is not the same world that it used to be. You know, everybody's not uh, nice. You know, I can't even say it's not the same world that it used to be. I'll just say it like, you know, there are some very dishonest people out there, period. There always have been. You know, it is what it is. But I think today people seem to be more bold with their dishonesty. I think people are more bold with their, their evil and their, their, their malintent, you know, and, and you know, people – you know, they got they got some heart today, man. Before, you know, years ago, people didn't really have the heart to go up in your house and take your children. Now people are kidnapping kids from their homes. You know, people are kidnapping kids from their schools, these maniacs. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there who want to harm children, who just who want to harm anybody. So I appreciate the fact that somewhere, somebody who was responsible sat down and said, you know what, we need to start requiring people to prove who they are and they need to be on these lists, even when it's inconvenient to me and everybody else. Sometimes we may go try to pick up a godchild or a niece and a nephew, and, and the school's not having that. And, you know, as, as aggravating as it is and, and as pissed off as it should make us, I'm sure, or that it makes us a lot of the times, it's responsible, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, when you look at voting, and it, it depends on, you know, who you are. First of all, let, let me let me reel all this back for a second, because I just jumped into this topic uh, for a lot of America. People don't value voting. Right. They don't. They don't. There's a lot of people who don't think that voting matters. Uh, there's a lot of people who think the game is rigged. And, and, and in some respect, I'm probably one of those guys that, that says the game is rigged because of the electoral college system and the way that. Uh, uh, voting is manipulated. You know, I realize that. I see what it is. I, it's a numbers game, and, it, and it's you know, it, it's something to be said for people who don't believe that voting is just. You know, I get that. Uh, but there's a lot of people out there who don't value uh, voting in general. You know, they don't they don't value the fact that there's been people who have given their lives for a lot of us to have the right to vote. You know, there's been people who have given their families, there have been people who have been killed, you know, unwillingly and some willingly, you know, as I said before. So, you know, to me, it's 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 a it's a very great privilege. You know, I hold it high up there with with my freedoms. And that's why every time uh, I'm a registered independent now, you know, people know I'm conservative independent. It is what it is. I lean to the right uh, because, you know, 
it just seems right to me, you know, that's common sense to me. I'm not even going to get into that right now, but you know, uh, I value voting, right? I I hold voting in high regard. Uh, even if the game is rigged, all right. Even if I don't like the electoral college, uh, even if I don't like some of the games and some of the gerrymandering that's been done, that that's being done. Um, I still hold voting sacred. I, I hold it up there high and, and I appreciate the fact that people did give their lives and people fought for me to have the right and the, and the privilege to be able to go to a voter box and cast my vote for whoever I so choose to do that for. You know, I appreciate that fact and I, and I, and I, and I value those people. And, and, you know, every time I go to vote and this is crazy, I don't know if anybody else thinks about this, but every single time I go to vote or anytime I'm, I'm you know, helping around the polls, or I'm just, I'm not the poll guy. I'm not the guy to stand out there and, and hand out flyers and brochures. Let me just go ahead and put that out there right now. Like I'm, I'm not that dude. I think in, in a movement, there's a place for everybody. Um, I'm just not that, that's not my place. You know, my, my place is not on the side of standing out somewhere, making sure people stay in line, handing out flyers or, or, or maybe trying to convince people on the low who to vote for in the movement. I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm never going to be that guy. I just don't have it. I'm, I'm, you know, it's just not me. I'm not good at it. Um, from a strategic standpoint, I'm that guy. You know, at least I feel like I am, and some people value my strategic understanding. I, I, I think they do. Uh, you know, I have conversations with people about strategy, and, we, you know, we talk about voting and, you know, how to do this, that, and the third. I'm also the guy who will go get people coffee. You know, I'm that guy. Are you thirsty? Are you hungry? You, you need some food? You need some coffee? You know, you're out here working the polls, and you're standing out there, or, you know, you're inside working the polls, or whatever, you're a judge, or whatever you are. You know, I'm that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm also a... Uh, a yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Thank you type of guy, too. So, you know, I get the fact that everybody has a position in the movement. But so far as being out there at the polls and standing outside or having the patience to be on the inside, I'm not that person. So let me just scroll back around here to the topic at hand and, and how I even got on this page where, you know, sometimes you go to the polls and there are uh, there are challenges for people who are elderly, let's just say. Uh, Maybe they need a hand. Maybe they don't have IDs. Maybe they don't understand who the candidates are. Maybe they're going to vote with their party. You know, who knows? There's a lot of challenges out there when it comes to voting. And I would say more so for very, very young voters. I'll say maybe 18 to 21, possibly 24, 25. And I think very elderly voters I think have some of those challenges too in come in terms of you know knowing who to vote for and voting outside of the party because let's just face it every time there's not always the proper candidate that is running the race in your party it's, it's just not so you know sometimes there are people who are so dumb and and they and irresponsible and just not the right person to be running but sometimes they get the nomination and they end up running in the general and it is what it is but I me who I am I won't vote for those people. But anyway, let me get back to my point. Um, every time I go to the poll, you know, I see I see these people who they clearly don't know who to vote for. You know, they 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 have the list in their hands, or there's somebody kind of tugging them along, saying, you know, come on, you and and, and you hear people talking, you know, I don't want to go, it's cold out here, or you know, I don't want to wait in this line, the line is long, and what have you. You know, you hear all these different conversations. Anytime you're in line anywhere. You know, you hear uh, uh, various conversations. 
And, uh, you know, every time I go to vote, it's kind of a, it, it's, it's a, it's definitely a personal experience for me, right? People, th- people, I don't know when, when I tell folks about, when I tell folks about things like this and, and I share my voting experience with people, you know, they, they get to think I'm tripping. They don't, they don't believe that, uh, I really have those experiences that I have. I, I think they, they think maybe that I'm trying to uh, manipulate a story or maybe I want to just have a feel good story about voting or something like that. But, you know, it's, it's, I have a, a very personal experience when I go to vote because I have read, I have not lived through, okay, that's before my time, but I've read some of the stories and I'm not just talking about the popular stories. Like I, I've been privileged to, um, Let's see, how how can I put this? I, put it this way. I've read the personal firsthand, let's just call it a diary. I'll call it what it is. I've actually had the privilege to read uh, someone who was prominent in in the voters, the voter rights movement, uh, someone who was prominent in the struggle, uh, and, and not a very you know, not a, not a really known name, you know, and sometimes when you, I call myself a connector. Sometimes when you connect with people and, and you network with people, you meet this person and you meet that person and you run up on some good people and you end up having a good relationship with them. Through that, I've worked on a lot of different things, sometimes even from home, sometimes by day, sometimes by night, you know, and I don't even let people know what I'm doing a lot of the times, but I have helped a lot of people. Uh, I've worked with and for a lot of different people in different movements across America. I'll just say it like that. And I've been privileged to be able to read what I'm going to call a diary of some people who went through, who, who, who told, you know, kind of left a journal for their family, uh, for the, for their child, one child at the time, or in, and, and uh, something for their family to, to go by, to know what they were experiencing when, you know, they were going through the struggle of getting uh, voter rights and going through the struggle of actually waiting in the polls and being beat up and, you know, uh, being feet being ran over by cars and being hit with baseball bats and, you know, being attacked by dogs. And I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And the things are remarkable. Like some of the stuff that I read and, and some of the things that were that were read to me, you know, this just wasn't a one day process. We, you know, we conversated about this for probably over a couple of years, at least two, two years, definitely, if not three uh, kind of about the same topic and the same things, the same freedoms. We're just talking about freedom and working in freedom. So, you know, freedom to me definitely uh, has to do with voting. You know, voting is, is, is a freedom to me and it's something that I hold near and dear, as I said before. But anyway, getting along with the story. So in working with people who have been through these struggles, who have fought and raised awareness through these movements and, and had just simply been involved uh, through meeting and connecting and, and, and talking and, and, and praying with these people uh, and planning, Lord knows planning, definitely. Um, voting kind of put me in a different space, right? It kind of, it kind of put me in a different place, a different state of mind when it, when it comes to voting. So I do try my best to understand uh, who these candidates are, even when I don't know what office that they're running for. Um, and, and, and I say that because I try not to get involved in primaries. And shout out to my brother Kev Daniels on that. Um, and, and the whole entire Frederick Douglass Foundation, especially here in North Carolina, 
you know, when I was working with those people, you know, it, that was something, it, it, it was like an unspoken rule. Uh, we just didn't get in primaries. Okay. We just didn't. It, it just worked out better not to get in primaries because, you know, so much goes on in primaries. But anyway, um, back to the story one more time. Sorry, folks. I, you, you guys know how I do, man. I get the rambling and it, and it is what it is. Let me give the call letters real quick. Uh, WM3G, home of the KRP radio show, 619-638-8559. Welcome to my new listeners out there. I see you guys. Shout out to everybody out there. Shout out to my piece in South Carolina. Shout out to Easy Button Studios in South Carolina. Did a few things out there, working on this new little record that I'm about to do. And, uh, you know, shout out to everybody out there. Love and Father Society, we were definitely in the house. Um, we should we should sell a lot of shirts, folks, so be on the lookout for those orders. You know, shout out to my brothers out there. Uh, I love being a black father. Uh, definitely get those shirts, man. Fundraisers are coming up soon. But anyway, talking about voting today, folks, and in a few, I'm going to play a clip of uh, Vice President Joe Biden um, making a comment, and then I'm going to share some thoughts about how I feel about the comments, and then we're going to get more in-depth of talking about voter and the responsibility of the, in the future, the future responsibility of voting. Uh, right now, I was about to share... Uh, why voting is so sacred to me and, and what kind of mode I get into when I get ready to vote. Um, my personal experience is this. Okay, I, I beat around the bush long enough. It's, it's personal to me when I go to vote, when I go to vote, because I think about, <clears throat> like I said before, some of the groups that I've worked with, some of the things that I've read, uh, and I'm the guy who reads the Bible in first person, right? I'm the guy who, when, when I read the scripture, I try to put myself in that place, right? When I read books, I try to put myself in that place. So when I go to vote and thinking about me putting myself in the place where people were drug on the street and ran over with cars and, 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 and attacked and, and, and beat up and, shot and I mean, you name it. Um, when I put myself in that place, you know, it's, it's, it, it reminds me when I'm at the poll, it, when I'm at the polls and, and I go to vote, it reminds me of the struggle that the people who laid down the platform and rolled out the red carpet so we could be able to, um, exercise these 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 gifts these these privileges that we have these freedoms um when i go to the polls i think about those things that's that's why it's so important to me you know to vote it 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 really is despite again like i said before now despite all the gerrymandering and you know with the districts and you know despite all of the, the nonsense that goes on within voting. I still think voting is, is something that we all should hold in high regard and that we all should um, take seriously. Um, and you guys, you, I mean, you, you know, I was going to say it and you, you guys know what this is. You, you know what I'm always promoting and what I'm always talking about. And you guys know, I don't, I don't hate any group and I don't hold myself for being a black man in higher regard than any other race out there. I'm not that guy, but I love my black people. And I'm going to tell you something, especially as black Americans in this country, 
we should definitely hold voting to a higher degree than what I've seen us hold it at my entire life and 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 the things that uh people say about voting and the actions that we take you know we definitely should hold voting to the highest regard to the highest regard even though we know the system is manipulated even though we know that elections are manipulated even though we know the people who are running some of the races and the people who want to be our our uh, representation uh, in D.C. And, and, and in our state and in our cities and, and what may have you, even though we know some of these people who align with our political parties, and, and it doesn't matter what party you are, it is what it is. You, you got some crooks, you got some saints. All right. You got some 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 good politicians or, or some people who who generally have uh, 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 who generally have a, 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 a true discernment for doing the right thing. That run for these offices and, and some of them turn out good, some of them turn out bad. It is what it is. But even though we have all these people, we should still exercise our right to vote. Now, with all that said. In the last few years, and, and, and folks, before we even like really get into this, I, I want you to understand that I know this whole talk about voter ID is political, right? I know that. I know it's all politically motivated. I know that. I understand that. Like, I see it. You would have to be a complete fool to try to ignore it and try to say that this is not politics and this is just the right thing to do and we need voter ID in place to be able to listen. I, I agree with that, right? I, I agree with that. I think we do need voter ID in place. I agree with that, but don't see. And, and, and this is what pisses me off, right? Because the people who, who I align myself with, right? And, and who I know understands what's really going on. They'll sit there, a, a lot of them will, will look you straight in the face and tell you how important it is, just like I do it. I do the same thing, folks, but I'm not the guy who's going to look you in the face and try to manipulate you again or, who, or, 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 or try to insult your intelligence. I don't do that. Like, I'm not looking into this microphone right now and, and saying to myself, I'm going to manipulate these people. Every week that I come on to do this show... I don't come on to do this show in order to manipulate people. That's not my thing. That's not my cue. My cue is to help enlighten. My cue is to communicate. My cue is to express ideals and opinions and give out some facts and, 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 and throw it all in the wash and then put it in the dryer and let you process it and, and, and pull out of the dryer what you need to pull out of the dryer and, and, and go from there. Right? That's my thing. That's my cue. So I'm not the dude who's sitting here saying, okay, we need voter ID in place, but no, there's no politics behind it. Like, I understand where the politics is going behind this, and you should see the politics too. Let's just face it. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. Let me see my time right now. 628. I tell you what, I'm going to go to a commercial. Let me grab this caller before we go to a commercial. Uh, I got a caller out of the 704. I hope you didn't hit one by accident. You're the only caller out of the 704. We're going to go to you for two minutes and, and uh, 
Then we'll go to our commercial break. You're on the air with Pudgy704. Who's this? Audie Crisp. Audie Crisp. How are you, love? I am doing okay. How about you? I'm doing excellent, outstanding, wonderful, alive, and I'm well, and I'm healthy, and, and that's all I can ask for. Well, that's the best thing you can ask for. Absolutely. How you been? Uh, busy. I've been uh, working on getting my book published, and it's going to be out uh, this coming week on uh, Create, Amazon Create Space. so I thought I'd call and let you know. Oh, yeah. i got to have that book, too, and I definitely uh, hope that you would inscribe a little bit of writing in there, you know, since we have a long-established relationship. Well... <laughs> Uh, whatever I had sent it to you, but I hadn't heard anything back. I had sent you a transcript uh, and what it's going to look oh, like. The, I got you. Okay, so that's the transcript that I read before. That's what you. But it's been you know changed and it has a new name. Um, uh, it is called the verdict. God is not dead. His word, the wow. Bible, is relevant forever. Because I spent so many years, you know, doing research and so on on it. So with all the attacks that are coming, uh, you know, towards the Lord, it was time mm-hmm. to for people to. Or it is time for people to do to stop God bashing. And wow. so it had to had to be renamed to the verdict. And I, I got to. I got I need to interrupt you for a second because sure. I I just want to praise you for a minute, and I want to let all the callers know who Adi is, and uh, she's been a guest on our show three to four times, I know. And uh, this lady is magnificent. If you don't know, you are a very magnificent person. You are a very extraordinary person. Well, I appreciate you saying that. that. The Lord gets all the glory. Well, I I, I know God gets the glory, and I know you give it to him, but I'm going to speak on you as the person who's made in the image of God. You're an extraordinary person, and you have stories to share that I think the world should hear. I mean, I, I really do think the world should hear the stories and the things that you have to say. And, and, I, and I also need to praise you for this right here. I got to give you praise for being the first person in North Carolina that I knew of, okay, and one of the first people in the United States that I personally worked with who, who got the word out about Common Core and made people really start paying attention to the educational curriculum that their kids were going through and start researching it. I definitely got to say and, and I've been around, and, and we're connected with some of the same people and, and, and some we're connected with that neither one of us know. But I will say you're the first person who really uh, was an advocate and really pushed for uh, educating ourselves on Common Core, and i got to thank you for that. Personally, for me and my family and, and, and all of my friends and all of our view, all of our listeners, I definitely want to thank you for being an advocate and one of the first people to, uh, to bring Common Core uh, in our households as a, as a reality to be able to understand what was really going on. Well, uh, it's for the kids. You know, they deserve better than what's being planned for them. So, um, you know, we can, uh, you know, talk about that and uh, maybe another time because I know you're not prepared for that tonight, but there's a fight going on for control of our kids. And it's all about control. You know, and they're mm-hmm. letting us do all sorts of stuff. And as long as they let, the, uh, you know, we argue amongst ourselves as to what it is and where it came from, they're just uh, slowly implementing it and, and uh, taking over the control of our kids. And, and so I'm in there for the long haul. And anybody that, you know, wants to talk to me, they can contact me and, you know, just, just talk about it. It's, it's coming to an alarm time. It's past 
the red alarm time where parents need to find out just what they're planning to do. You know, they're planning at this point that's already in the books where the government is planning to take over the raising of our children, grandchildren or great-grandchildren, at the age of three. They will, yes, let people, they will let people birth them, but by the time they get three, the government thinks that the parents are not uh, with it enough or qualified enough to raise the children from then on that they become uh, a detriment to the children. So, it, you know, that's... That needs to stop. I don't care, you know, if you're from the moon, if it's just green, or, if, you know, if you're red or if you're black or if you're yellow, like the Chinese. They don't, really, they don't care. They just want your children to be robots so they uh, can get rich. Not the children, but the people. And wow. so that's, that's just not the American way. You know, that is not the human. That's not God's way. God instituted capitalism, and he didn't institute slavery. So um, just push a button and I'll talk about it. <laughs> you know, I just want people to be aware how the government is stealing their children and turning them against the parents. They're, they're expecting the children to tattle on the parents. And conversations that father and mother have at home, the teachers will, you know, will ask about that in, in class. And at this point, not 100% of the teachers, but they're going to get rid of the good teachers because the good teachers won't put up with this. You know, I, I, uh, and, and I know I was supposed to went to a commercial two minutes ago. I, I see you guys. I see you guys in the chat room. But um, I just, Listen, I, Adi, I want to keep you on for like two minutes. I got to go to a commercial break. When okay. I come back, I want to keep you on for two minutes. And, and we're talking about voter ID. I definitely got to get a question out about that, and, and we're going to try to stay on topic. But I just want you to be able to tell the people uh, where you came from and what qualifies you to speak on uh, things like that. 619-638-8559. You're rocking with the KRP radio show. We got Adi author, Adi Christ on the line, and she's going to come on. Adi Christ, excuse me, on the line, and she's going to tell us why she can talk about the things that she talks about, why she cares about education, why she cares about Common Core, and I'm going to ask her some questions about voter ID, being that this is a voter ID show, being that we're talking about voter ID and things like that. Um, I just got to ask, all politics aside, right, all politics aside, let's just say there was no such thing as politics. In the name of responsibility, shouldn't we at least have a photo identification requirement in order to vote, right? Since we have photo ID to be able to do everything in the world else, Shouldn't we at least have a photo ID requirement in order to vote? As I said, all politics aside, I want you guys to think about that. 619-638-8559. You're rocking with the KIRP radio show. It's your host, Pudgy, at NC Pudgy on Twitter, at KIRP radio show on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. Check us out. It's facebook.com slash KIRP radio show. You can also check us out on iTunes, on the website, KRPRadioshow.com. And we're all over the place, man. We're just trying to do a B.I.G. We're trying to get the word out. We will be right back after these messages. You're rocking with none other than your boy, Pudgy. Be right back. K-I-R-P Radio! Radio! 
Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. The number one online music tournament. It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jill Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, Celebrity Chef Nikki Shaw, Teen and Family Producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. TiffanyInc.com 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800 442 Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. That's my beat. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to the KRRP Radio Show. 619-638-8559 is the number if you guys want to call in and make a comment. We'll try to get you on. Got to be short. Got to be quick. We got a couple things to talk about, a couple of videos to show. I got holding on the line, Arthur Adi Christ, and she's going to tell us why she's qualified to talk about 
everything that she talks about, Common Core, where the future of the children holds and what the government seems like they're moving towards. I won't say seems like, okay, that's for you guys. I'll say this is what the government is moving towards. These are the things that they are doing. If you look at some of the some of the stance they are taking and some of the laws that are approved and some of the laws that are passed, excuse me, not approved, but are passed, seems like approved lately from what's going on up there in D.C. But anyway, uh, if you look at some of the laws that are passed and some of the things that are implemented, you can easily see that there's a disdain for parenting. There's a disdain for common sense. And uh, something's going on behind the scenes. Um, we're all talking about voter ID, folks, and I'm going to play a short clip of uh, Joe Biden. But before I play that clip, I asked before the commercial break, uh, all politics aside, don't we have a responsibility to at least provide a photo ID to be able to do something as serious as voting in this great nation, especially with a growing, growing, growing economy, especially as of late, ironically. Uh, going to this clip from Vice President Joe Biden, uh, this is something that he said and I just thought I would share it with you guys for the sake of this show, and then I'll bring Audie back on, and we'll talk about uh, a little bit of Common Core, a little bit of education, the future of children, and definitely uh, voter ID and why it's important. Here's uh, Vice President Biden. I'm a lifetime member of the Delaware NAACP. And I'm a lifelong friend, was in his wedding. We hung out on the east side together with Richard Mousey Smith. Mouse, where are you? Good to see you, man. We are in a hailstorm of new attempts by states and localities to limit ballot access without full protection of the law. So I'm here to ask you, with all the other things on your agenda, to help us figure out how to join in one voice in this country to let good-thinking Americans know that all of these efforts, all of these efforts are designed to keep people from voting, not to stop fraud. Vice President Biden, uh, let me ask you, Adi, uh, what do you think about that clip? Does good-thinking Americans... Uh, think that not providing an ID to vote is responsible? No. I think everybody should be willing to, um, you know, have the voter ID. It is to stop fraud. I don't care, you know, what Vice President Biden said. If You know, you have to um, show your ID to buy cigarettes and you have to show your ID to buy alcohol. Voting is much more important. And so I don't see anything wrong with it. If you you know to uh, have voter ID shouldn't be a big deal at all. To get food stamps, you need the voter ID. I mean, you need it. Yeah, you need an ID. An ID. You know, so. Uh, Just responsible though, to be able to provide an ID. I mean, come on. Let, let's look at. Okay, listen. Let's go forward and and and, and we got to look at the children, right? I I try to gauge everything by the, by the kids and what they see and what they're looking at and what the future will hold for them. Uh, if you look at voter ID for what it is, you have to ask the question, uh, and, and, and I did. You know, I asked the question to a lot of people who were against voter ID in some, some uh, small meetings that I was involved in, too, and uh, they were quickly ready to run me out of there, but they didn't run me off, but, you know, they, they quickly destroyed the kind of uh, uh, communication relationship that we had. But anyway, uh, I asked this. Um, 
is is not provide telling our children to not provide an ID or telling our children that it some somehow uh, disenfranchises them or that it's racist for them to have to provide an ID going forward in the future is that the message that we want to send to our children? Is, is that what we want to tell them? You know, going forward, is that what we we need to tell them is responsible? And a lot of people look at me like I'm crazy, and they go back to the what we have at hand is a lot of seniors that they say uh, don't have the proper birth certificates, don't have the proper proof of, of identification, but somehow they seem to be getting through in society uh, with those pieces of identifications that, that they do have, okay? But going forward, the 70, 80, 90-year-old uh, uh, voters uh, aren't the cornerstone of our society anymore. They once were, but they aren't anymore. So going forward, don't we need to have a responsibility to prove who we are in order to vote, especially with a growing nation? Sure. I don't think there should be any question about it. And most of America has it. It's, you know, uh, so there are forces at work that want to not allow it here in North Carolina. And, and uh, you know, I think that's the responsible thing to do. And, and um, I don't have any questions about it at all. You know, well, what's I mean, Vice President Biden talking about? You know, what, what's his deal? They're, they're talking about dividing people and, and saying these people that want you to have voter ID, they're really against you. They're singling you out. And, and mm. that's not the case at all. I mean, America is a melting pot, you know, and, and nobody, uh, the very few people that I know have any objections to voter ID at all, no matter what country they come from mm-hmm. you know so that's just, to me it is just part if if you don't have um uh any bad intentions then you need to have voter id and then the thing about the older people i fit that category you know mm-hmm. there are other um uh, ways that you can get voter id when they when older citizens have to give up their driver's license then they can get a card uh, identification card. It looks just mm-hmm. as the uh, same size as voter ID. And I have been working with um, um, Mercedes-Benz. They're, they're expanding their workforce here in North Carolina, so they're bringing people in from, you know, outside the country and trying to get them, you know, uh, Social Security numbers and, uh, you know, or so their spouses can only get a, uh, you know, a, what's called a TIN number, temporary identification. So there are different ways that the older you know, people are going to um, uh, have a chance to identify themselves. And those are not the ones that would be committing fraud. You know, the thing is, there's so many people here, and it has been proven, where uh, people are voting that have been dead for 10 years. Uh, yeah. There are people voting that shouldn't. You know, and I, I can't remember what state it was in, but they found like 10,000 people that had been dead that voted. Mm-hmm. You know, so in order to eliminate something like that, I don't, you know, I don't think it's, it's, um, um, I mean, it's not irresponsible or short-sighted or divisive to add, to ask people to have a voter ID card. And to me, it's not a big deal. It's just part of being American. I, I, you know, I think everybody who listens to this show knows sometimes I just, I just go off the topic and off the cuff. Voter, voter, uh, voting rights. Is, is a big deal for me right? it's, mm-hmm. it's big time for me I, I hold it very sacred voting 
Uh, I take it very serious, and I think it's something that I, I hold in high regard, and I think all Americans should, especially black Americans, considering the fact that all, all black American and women couldn't vote once upon a time. So uh, I think that we should definitely hold that, you know, top priority. Um, but I, let me ask you, coming from a different country and, and, and seeing things in an athlete that's transpiring, you know, how important is voting to you compared to other Americans? I well, when you when you come over from another country, it used to be um, uh-huh. that you had to wait so many years before. And I could uh, apply to become a citizen because I was married to a military man, but you had sure. to wait so many years uh, to uh, live here, and then you had to go through a naturalization course, and then you had mm-hmm. to answer questions. So, as an, uh, somebody coming from another country, it ended up that we knew more about America than Americans did. Because when I came over in 58, I found out, I lived in California, and I found out that um, the high school students could drop uh, history. And when I came over, I was greener than the green giant's mother and didn't know anything. (laughs) But I knew that if you don't uh, study history, you're going to make the same mistakes. And so I, I have spoken out about this. In fact, I was accused um, of being uh, interpreted as being a communist. Now, this was right after wow. the McCarthy hearings. And, um, you know, and, and uh, uh, so that, you know, but even then people didn't. Sometimes he went overboard, but even then people weren't alarmed about it. And then in 1959, when Khrushchev was at the U.N., and he took off his shoe and he banged. Now, this was also in the Cold War, which most people don't remember. But he took off his shoe and banged the table and says, we don't have to fire a shot. Now, most people, on every morning they got up, they were wondering if uh, Russia was going to attack and if we were going to be at the war. It's a fear that people, that modern Americans have no clue about. But he said, we don't have to fire a shot. All we have to do, he said, all we're going to do is we're going to indoctrinate your children, and before you know it, you're going to, without you really realizing what's happening, we are going to have, uh, America is going to belong to us because we will infiltrate your children. We will use your children to overturn your country. And that was in 1959. And step by step, I have seen it happen, and I have talked about it for 50-some years. And uh, the answer that I have gotten the most is, oh, that can't happen here. We live in America. So uh, they didn't pay any attention to it. And in 1963, uh, something was read into the congressional record, and it says the communist takeover of America, 45 declared goals. And most of those goals have been fulfilled. Communist manifesto. And, well, that too. Uh, it's prevalent yeah. today. But, you know, everything that you see happening, the takeover of teachers' union, the takeover of the uh, Democratic Party, the takeover of the media, uh, the uh, acceptance of coexistence as the only alternative to atomic war, uh, the Mm -hmm. U.S. willingness to capitulate in preference of engaging in atomic war, uh, the the right for Russia to uh, unlimited uh, access to our... um, um, Oh, what's it called? Um, to our records and to our, you know, the inventions and so on. They can just go there, you know, the extension of long-term loans to Russia by America to Russia and to Soviet satellite without asking what it was going to be spent for. Grand recognition of Red China, admission of Red China to the U.N., 
uh, set up East and West Germany as separate state states in spite of Khrushchev's promise in 1955 to settle Germany, the German question by free elections under supervision of the UN. And it just keeps on going. You know, resist any attempt to outlaw the Communist Party, do away with all loyalty oaths. Uh, oh, here is uh, continue giving Russia access to the U.S. Patent Office. I mean, it just keeps on, you know, and everything is in their favor. And con gain control of all student newspapers. Use student riots to foment police protests against programs, organizations which are under communist attack. One of the things that I kept saying over the years is there used to be a department in the government that's called the, um, the, the, the um, House of Un-American Activities Committee. Mm-hmm. I kept asking, what happened to that? Somebody ought to, you know, contact them. And in here, in these 45 things, it says to do away with that, and they have. So, you know, everything is too long to read all of them to you, but these student takeovers that's happening in school with the schools and the Common Core, that is all part of it. Common Core does not mean we have things in common. It uses common like in communist. In its indoctrination to get them to be um, robots. If you ever see, you know, the China, the armies that they march around in, in Red Square and so on, oh, yeah. that is what mm -hmm. they want to do with our children, where they will just be drones to make all of these people rich and take over. And so interwoven in with that is Agenda 21 and uh, like the EPA. Their kids are being bombarded with that. And so they just, you know, uh, it, um, if you look, really look into it, then you can see what they actually have in mind. And it's a dumbing down like you haven't seen before. And at my oh, age, God. I have seen it happen several times. Before we left Fort Bragg, um, uh, they had they, they started the busing in Fayetteville, and uh, you know I saw that that uh, or my neighbor told me that her granddaughter was a C student, and then when she bus was bused to another school, she all of a sudden was an A student, and I was involved wow. in school there as a teacher, and I mm -hmm. saw it in there where um, there were uh, like three eighth grade teachers. My son mm -hmm. had one, and then they rotated them, and because she was a very, very interesting teacher and, and was teaching the children in such an interesting way, um, the other two teachers went to the principal and said, she is not on the same page as we are. She is not really teaching. And, and I had a professor uh, at NC State, and he said, you keep watching it. They're going to use that to drive that teacher to a breakdown, a nervous breakdown, and they did. Wow. And then I have, and I have watched other things, you know, and it's really started, I got started paying attention to it in the 70s when so mm -hmm. many women started going back to school and the schools would say, oh, just bring us your children. We'll take care of them. We'll raise them for you. And everybody was so interested in the high life, they gladly did that, not paying attention to any of it. And it's, or it started that way. And those kids from the 70s, they are now, you know, the 30, 40 something that are running our government. And so they don't know any different because they've already been indoctrinated. Wow. Wow. And so it just keeps on going. And then stuff here in Charlotte when I was a teacher, you know, and I see all these alarms and I tell people about it and they just, you know, have their head in the sand. They really don't want to believe that somebody would come in or some bodies to rob their country, America, of all these good things. 
And America is not perfect. You know, until Jesus comes back, no country is going to be perfect. But they don't see these alarm signs. And it has, I have been told by other people, it takes somebody who has been exposed to communism, like people from Cuba. They can smell these things. People from, you know, the eastern countries that, uh, that were under communist domination. We can smell it. You know, we can smell it, even the stuff with the um, um, Ill- illegal aliens coming over. You know, even that, I'm, I've been through that a couple of times. You know, when are it we, first... Are we being went, invaded? Yes. Are, are we being invaded? I'm just going to ask so. you that. What do you think? And uh, in, in after the war in Germany, so many people fled uh, uh, from the Russians. They all came to what then later became West Germany. And we had to post, my grandmother had to post on her front door how many rooms we had in our house and how many mm-hmm. people lived there. And if the government right. thought that uh, you, you had too many rooms for the people they were living there, they would assign people to live in your house. You had to give up that room. The people had kitchen privileges and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. So that was there. To monitor and you. Then, pardon? To, to monitor you, right? Well, no, to, to put these people, give these people housing. These would be families that they're like the illegal aliens that are coming over now and saying that they're being prosecuted mm-hmm. and so on. These people then were running away from the Russians, and there weren't enough. There is not enough housing even now in Germany. So they would divide up your house and tell you you had to take people in. Wow. And, I want, and uh, I, we, we got we got three minutes left on the show. I just really quick uh, for you for people just joining in, you know, please go back listen to what we were talking about in, in terms of voter ID. Uh, as I said before, please explain to your children that going forward, you know, the, the most responsible thing we can do is implement a voter ID into into our voter system. Uh, voter ID is some sort of, you know, having an ID is an integrity to what we, what you know, our voter process today. So we definitely need to be supporting uh, a simple voter ID. You know, I, I've seen where some some states have went totally crazy. Uh, maybe South Carolina, they, they did some things that were absolutely crazy. I don't know. Uh, we could talk about that going forward, but really quick, uh, I know I got two minutes, but Adi, I, can you please, if you don't mind, uh, please explain to this audience um, how you grew up and 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 what you saw uh, with the Nazi movement. Um, I, I really want you to try to, if you if you could, really quick, if you could also explain how the Nazi army or or those figures, the government knew if you had too much food or if you were harboring uh, a Jew in your house during that period. And, and I have now, what, a minute and a half? You got, you got two minutes to go. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut the music. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and if, you'll, if you'll let me know, later I'll mention my book. Uh, anyway, Please they have they Mention the book right now. Most Mention of- the book. Mention the book. We want to make sure we get that. Okay, the book will be available through Amazon, createspace.com, slash e-store. The book is called The Verdict, God is Not Dead, His Word, the Bible, is Relevant Forever. And it will be available this week. uh, They're putting a tweak on the the, uh, cover, and then it will be out. So I would appreciate everybody to get the word out, because in the long run, that is what's going to save America, to give God the respect that he deserves. And so I'm trying to get it out, because that's what it's about. The first part talks about uh, how the Bible verifies itself, and if that isn't enough, the second part says just read your newspaper. And Look so people need to on the KRP Radio website too, folks. K R K I R P on Facebook, 
uh, facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. Look for a link to that book, and uh, it'll show you guys where to get it to. Audio as soon as I get the PDF, if you can send it to KRP Radio at Gmail, we'll get that up on your release date. Uh, you All got right. two minutes. Okay. The, um, um, the, the problems with Hitler, start, he wasn't elected either. He was brought in through a deal. And then if they got the deal, he did the same thing as, as Obama. He started the Volkswagen and the Autobahn and so on, and people thought he was doing something good. But by the mid-30s, my mother was already helping hide Jews. And, and um, then people, snitches would go behind you and see what you, would buy, what you were buying because you were only allowed to buy one pork chop per person. And if you bought six pork chops, they would turn you into the secret police who would come with their marching boots to the front door and demand to be let in. Uh, my mother was working for somebody in Hamburg. They had a big house, and the, the guys, uh, the, uh, the secret police, never found the room for the Jews. Otherwise, you wouldn't be talking to me because you got shot on the spot. Then uh, later on, my father was stationed. He was pulled into the service. He did not go willingly, and he was stationed in Holland for six years, and uh, he got to know some Dutch people and smuggled food out of his army base to the Dutch people. If he had been caught, you wouldn't be talking to me. I'd be dead. I mean, uh, I wouldn't have been born. He would be dead. But there are snitches. There are people that are willing to sell you out, and they will tell. They will take note. They're trying to make brownie points, and they don't care about the consequences as soon as, I mean, uh, they just want to move up the ladder. So it got to the point where you could not trust your family or your friends or your neighbors or, or anybody because you didn't know who would turn you in. Uh, we had an attorney friend, uh, and he was totally for um, uh, Hitler, even after the war, and, and I remember them arguing back and forth, and he just would not budge. So while uh, you know you couldn't say anything in front of him because he would turn you in, and so it is just these people that are willing to sell you out in, in order to get some brownie points or to get some extra food or you know to be kept alive and 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 so on. So it is. You know, all these little things. Obama tried to institute something like that uh, shortly after he was elected when he provided an 800 number and said, if somebody says anything about me, you just give us a call and we'll take care of it. There was such an uproar that he had to, they had to um, uh, silence that. But the thing is, it's already there and he's already thinking about it. You know, so the and uh, uh, so the American, most American people don't understand that you know stuff like that doesn't go away. They just test it every once in a while to see how Americans fight back. Is there any resistance? And if not, then they'll institute it. So I've been talking for 50 years. Speak up. Don't let them roll over you. You know. Um, uh, get informed uh, about who you're voting for. If people had listened to what Mr. Obama said in 2008 and understood what he meant, he w- he would have never been elected. He um, there's a um, uh, I had, for a long time I was looking for the transcript for um, a, a TV program on Meet the Press, and he was t- uh, talking or he was questioned about his. Um, why he didn't wear the American flag, and they talked about the American uh, national anthem, and he calls the national anthem too militaristic. He said, all the bombs bursting in air, and so he said, I can't respect that. But that means that he doesn't even know what our national anthem is about. And he, what I'll he said now, if we could have like the Coke song, I want to, want to teach the world to sing, he said, that's the national anthem I could support. Yep. 
in the same interview, he talked about either eight or ten things that he was going to do once he became president. And uh, those things have come to, uh, come to pass. He has done those things. And I've tried to find, and that was the second part of the Meet the Press program, but I have not been able to find it uh, on the Internet. So I need to you know, contact the Washington Post reporter and see if he can provide that for me. But people just you know didn't what? pay attention. I, I think I got I think I've got a folder uh of, of those links in the list. I'll see if I can find them and send it to you because I do have them. Uh, I gotta close yes. the show here, Artie. You you've okay. been absolutely wonderful. Uh let them know one more time what day the book releases. It will be this coming week. And they can right, check, check it out, out on Amazon. Pardon? No, go ahead. I'm they sorry. can check it out on Amazon, create space slash e store. And they can order it uh, they can order it there. And uh, if they'll, you know, when they read it, send me a note and let me know, uh, you know, how it has impacted them. That would be absolutely wonderful. There's a co- my email is in the book, and and I would uh, really be interested in hearing their comments on the book. And I know I like you've read it, it but I know you've read yeah, it, but I, I, I haven't heard, heard I a comment. Read it again, I, I want to read the finalized version, and uh, you know what? Let's bring you back since I've read it. Let's bring you back, and we can talk about it in detail here in a couple of weeks. I'll give you a call, send you an email or something, and we can figure that out, okay? Wonderful. wonderful. I appreciate you Sounds having great, me uh, talk about it, and appreciate your program. Oh, you're always welcome on this show, man. You're, you're, I'm a big fan of yours. That's Adi Christ, folks. Check her out, man. A book releases this week. You'll be able to see some of the information on the KRP Radio Show on the Facebook page. On Facebook, that's facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. We are out of here. Remember, communication is the key. Love somebody out there, baby. Remember, God is love. Love is God. I definitely appreciate everybody listening to the show. You guys are B.I.G. in my book, and I appreciate you guys for showing nothing but love and support. We are out of here, folks. I'm going to let this music rock for about one minute. Sorry, I can't get the outro in there. One love. Have a good week. K-I-R-P Ready,